Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Today we are discussing fair fighting techniques. I think though, before we start discussing fair fighting techniques, we should um, check in with Jerome and see how his balance is doing. <laughs> well, you know what? I was just thinking earlier today, things are going quite well for you, Jerome. Honestly, I've really, really made this happen. Balance, that balance I've been looking for. Uh, that being really just being able to find some time to get an exercise, plenty of time and as of recent I've really been able to find time I'm gonna stop you Jerome because we're, I'm not hearing you I'm not no and Brooke you're speaking I can't. I'm having trouble hearing you too um <laughs> okay let me adjust see if I can do it so um so happy Mardi Gras I was listening not to Jerome because I couldn't understand a word he said so I'm filling in the air till he's ready to get going I heard Mardi Gras is more or less canceled, but what they did was hire, a lot of people hired the artists that normally decorated and designed the, um, the, the floats. So they decorated it and designed their houses instead. So I thought that was kind of an inventive way to continue and be resilient um, and take something that people could have had a sour attitude about, but change it and still make it a fun, experience. Oh, that was cool. Okay, can we hear you now? Can we hear you now? You can't hear me now. You can't hear me now. We're not hearable. <laughs> um, Jerome, how are you? You want to test your audio? I don't know. Can you can you guys let me know? I can oh, hear that's you great. so yeah, much, much better. better. Okay, much better. Cool. Cool. Right, how's your balance? So balance is great. Yeah, how's your, Actually, it's been good. It's been really good. I was, I, I don't know if anyone heard out there, but I was mentioning, um, I was thinking about it earlier today that things have been going well. Uh, things have lined up, uh, maybe not 100% the way that I expected them, but that honestly has been a good thing. I unexpectedly found some time with uh, people close to me over the last couple of weeks. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with uh, a bunch of my family members have the same birth month. So we all got together um, and got to spend a lot of good quality time with each other. And also I've been really hitting my stride with uh, just personal time when that comes to working out and stuff like that. So really good, really great. Still. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it at an eight for now, but I think I can get to that 10 really really soon. So uh, I'm feeling, feeling really good. Thank you guys for checking in. Anything you would uh, keep doing, change, adjust? Oh, hi, Ernest Washington. Just want to say hi. He said, hola. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to adjust, which I mean, I, I guess it wouldn't be much of an adjustment because it's already kind of in plan. I've been really pushing myself, which has turned out to be, I think, uh, gratifying mm. for me. Um, I, a lot of, uh, rather than when I'm speaking about pushing myself, it's kind of in my personal time, pushing myself to explore, not just when it comes to exercise and stuff like that, exploring different things, um, things that I felt like I haven't necessarily had the time to, but I think I've given myself some mental clarity. I'm not sure exactly how that came about. I think maybe with you guys kind of, uh, giving me the, uh, the space to kind of sit back and try and reflect on how to actually achieve the balance I'm looking for. I think that may have played a role really. Uh, so I thank you guys for that. Um, and me actually just finding some of that, again, mental clarity to go ahead and um, try things that I haven't necessarily 
thought that I've had the time for. Um, and that, again, that goes with work. Um, also with personal exercising and stuff like that, I've really been stressing uh, the direction I go into. I have been doing less of maintenance and kind of really getting out there and uh, pushing myself. I'm doing 100 miles. I'm trying to do 100 That's miles crazy. That's uh, crazy. this month worth of running. We're just under 50, so I don't think I'm going to get there. But uh, we, you know, you shoot, shoot for the stars, land on the moon. So uh, it's all, everything's all feeling great for me. So thank you guys for checking in. I don't run. I don't, I'm jealous. Like I, I don't, well, I'm, I'm actually, doctors told me I'm not allowed to run. So <laughs> I have a doctor's excuse. <laughs> um, uh, so if there is ever the zombie apocalypse, my choice is to hide. <laughs> I will be hiding. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So today, fear fighting techniques, that, that is what we're talking about. And we're, I want to start this. Can we start this with saying, we say fair fighting techniques, right? But it doesn't have to be a fight, right? Why, I mean, we call it fighting. It doesn't have to be a fight. It can be a discussion or a talk or, an, I mean, that's the idea, right? Is to get away from that concept of it being a fight, yeah. a battle to the death, to being an open and honest discussion between two people, right? So part of that is you have to understand your own psychology and how you became who you are and what your triggers are. So there's some work, there's some background work, but absolutely you can set those boundaries and have a conversation and it doesn't need to be fighting. Absolutely. Most people have to find their patience mm -hmm. in that process and trust in that process. So for me, rule number one would be to not approach whilst upset. <laughs> Um, to to reset and take the time to do that and then but sometimes that doesn't always work <laughs> um, um, uh, our, our expert Lisa any advice there or any um, no, I think you know with each couple it's going to be a little bit different on what that that reset looks like and how it functions and um, any any kind of boundary realignment is not going to happen at either end of those extremes at the high, high happy moments, nor is it going to happen when you're irritated and then upset with one another. It's in that balanced space that we were approaching Jerome about, you know, what is his balance based on what he shared he wanted to find in his world. And that same space for a couple, even in your working world, balance is going to be important to have conversation to build and know who you are in that. Oh, it's snowing. Sorry. <laughs> And to understand how you are triggered so that you work in uh, what it is that you need in the moment. What you don't want is your partner telling you, oh, you need to go take a break. Because yeah, no matter that, that how never your works. partner. <laughs> that, 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 never, that never ever, I don't think that's ever worked in the history of time. Um. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Just like when somebody says, smile, I'm like, how dare you tell me what to do? <laughs> um, you, have, you have to be aware that you are triggered and triggerable. I don't think that's a such word, but you, you know what I mean? It is now. <laughs> yeah. And figure out what you need to do in that moment before you ever get in that moment. Um, that's really critical, right? Is having this conversation of how do we handle this when we're in we have a conflict having that discussion when you're not upset before you even have a conflict of of hey we are always going to to give each other 24 hours and we'll come back around and we'll talk 
We're not going to make any rash decisions. We're not going to, where you lay your ground rules for an argument before the argument happens, right? Well, and yes, the ground rules, and then you've got to practice them when you're not upset. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a class that you and I are in, Brooke, that we're talking about practicing um, some um, repetition kind of behavior, but it's the same kind of thing where you practice and it feels sometimes ridiculous that you're practicing to have a fight, but how else are you going to be able to pull in on that, um, that memory in the moment that you're heated? I have a question because, I mean, we're speaking about, uh, you know, being able to sit back, take 24 hours. Do you guys have any techniques to not allow yourself to react immediately when Emotion okay. has overcome you because, like I said, I think that is something that's a bit easier said than done. It can be absolutely because it's uh, it's easy to just sort of like, and especially if I'm somebody I um, I have PTSD, and we when you have that, you a lot of times will re- react very quickly from an emotional place, and it's like overwhelming. <laughs> um, and the key, I think, is it's similar to Pika. It's what, same with anything where you any tool you would use to, it doesn't have to be anger. It doesn't have to be fear or it doesn't have to be just when you feel that your body is shifting into that, that physical symptoms of your body shifting into an emotional state. Um, An emotional state that you're a negative emotional state. Yeah. Yeah. I think negative would be, is that a fair word? (laughs) Um, Well, it can be a positive shift into a negative state because you're protecting yourself. We're, but I get what you're saying for sure. We oh, well, undesired, undesired emotions. Well, if you know that that being sad, you're gonna react a certain way, being upset, you're gonna react a certain way. When you start to notice that physical, that first physical symptom, mm-hmm. as Lisa, Lisa taught me this, um, you uh, that's when you have to acknowledge it and, and change the course of action. Um, and take that breath or sometimes, I mean, I, I've worked with people and talked to people who they're like, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, what can you do to redirect that energy? What is some, what is an activity you can participate in that will get your mind off of it, that will help you get through it without just interacting with the other person? Space is huge, I think, during that time. Yes, and there's probably re- finding and paying attention to what happened before you got to that space. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to, most likely, people don't quit typically cold turkey there are some people that can go from this and then make a decision and they're done usually there's a transition process so it's about paying attention to the step before you got upset mm-hmm. and then as you start recognizing and unfolding that it's pay attention to that upset that step and the one before that so it's kind of a, a look back to see what is happening and, and what ways can you um, identify the shifting that you're talking about, Brooke, and that mm-hmm. space that you're not really wanting to go into. What is it that you can do in that moment when it's still workable, when we're in the yellow light, right? Yeah, when we're in the yellow light. 
Uh, one of the, the tools that, again, Lisa and I are in a class right now, and um, is they, it's called uh, PQ reps, which is positive intelligence. Um, but it's, it's a simple, I think it's important to note when we say an activity, this activity shouldn't be like punching things or like going, or it, it should be, it should be something that sort of takes you to a more relaxed and meditative state, um, uh, almost, or so something that's repetitive, or um, one of the things they teach us in PQ is you can rub your fingers together. <laughs> um, and just focus on the sensation of the ridges of your finger and just really and do that for 10 minutes or close your eyes and listen to a sound far, far away and then bring it in and listen to the closest sound. And it's just about shifting that that roller coaster, that um, snowball sort of um, and, and starting calming it down before it becomes, you know, too, too, too far and too late. The amygdala hijacking <laughs> um, happens. Yeah, Olympic system. So the other thing that I use and been practicing with it as well, and it's always a practice, is I have one of the little puppies, Lucy. Mm -hmm. And Lucy. I pet him. So I feel his thick fur. I pay attention to what's going on for him. So that works for me too. Also, writing has worked. Writing. Oh my God. Well, so writing, it, it stimulates the same parts of our brain that um, emotions basically are processed in. So when we write, the same parts of our brains are stimulated as when we're experiencing emotions. So when you write out, you're actually processing emotion. That's why every um, uh, therapist, every anybody who's in mental health will tell you journal, journal, write, write, write. And that's because it actually helps you process the emotion and, and get through that by virtue of writing. Anthony says, here's a good rule. Don't dredge up the past. That is very, very important. Yes, it is. <laughs> towards the beginning, or clients, because they were a couple, towards the beginning of my journey and working with couples. Uh, and I was hearing all kinds of things. And then, you know, the fix it mode. I'm going to tell you that's the answer. But when I, it's like, have you ever written? Have, have you thought about writing a journal? Have you, you know, I, I went down that path where I was trying to give her a fix in that moment. And she said, yes, guess what? She came back next week. I go, how did that work out for you? I'm not a writer. That was an example of me not knowing my client very well, that mm -hmm. I needed to wait and find out not and not assign her a task. Yeah. Find out how she processes. Like with you, Brooke, I automatically know because we've had lots and lots of conversations that for you, writing, even sometimes while we're talking, is mm -hmm. really special. Drawing. Drawing. Well, I, we talk. It's probably, I mean, it's, it's a miracle I'm able to, the one with ADHD, even though Lisa might have it with snow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, uh, drawing is, is really one of the things that has gotten me through life, um, and writing absolutely, um, without like screaming and running out of a room. It's a miracle I make it through this full hour. <laughs> um, uh, but dredging up the past, that's a, a, agreed, agreed. Um, before we even get to the don'ts, I think talking about the do's of fair fighting is, is a good thing. Um, and I think this is a big one. And this is something we talked about with brainstorming too, is, um, define the problem. Because sometimes people I know, I can react about something that has nothing to do with the, the present situation. It's just, um, it just happens to, to be, you know, it's built up, it's pent up, it's any number of things. Um, and so I think that's very important to take that moment and say, why am I upset? 
what what is going on with me and do that self-check-in before going into the the other person talking to somebody else about it too even having somebody that you can talk to and go hey am i wrong here am i you know um there is a danger in that though yeah I just <laughs> you don't want to talk to someone that's gonna say am i wrong you know that's not the focus is i want to be able to express what's going on for me and get down underneath that that's the person that you want to go to not the person um that's your best friend oh yeah no that's bad because then you're going to hang your out later friend, and just bad for everybody involved <laughs> you're support your best friend and it might not be the most um, it's a neutral third party kind of thing mm -hmm. a neutral third party is ideal. you're gonna want is a life coach here yeah right <laughs> <laughs> um i also want to mention too we we are talking about couples but this is true of all relationships yeah. again every technique that we share or we're talking about is throughout this month is Mm -hmm. applicable everywhere it's not just between two people um in business is a great tool to to i mean that's what contracts exist for the contracts exist to set expectation to say okay this is what i expect from you and this arrangement and this is and we both agree and that way we know when somebody is not living up to task essentially um it's a, a great source of accountability i'm not saying that all of relationships should, <laughs> i kind of am but <laughs> contract is a boundary it's, it's the same thing. So yeah, so a contract, just like we do in business with contracts and agreements, and even if it's a verbal agreement, it's still something that we talk about and sets information about and um, communicate and provide clarity around and make adjustments when it's not working. The problem is often at home, we are much less tolerant than we are in the office. A yeah. lot of times we have more Hideability, maybe. I think it's a, so. I was I was trying to put my thumb on this not too long ago. I think it was after one of our things, and I was like, "Why is it that we get so?" And it's that I think a big part of it is that we there is not some, often there's a lot of gray area um, and a lot of emotion involved in the personal stuff, um, and so because of that, there there is this uh, this a fear. I think it's a fear that gets generated. There's a fear that 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 I'm gonna lose this or i'm not gonna have what i want or i'm not you know um these but kind people of people don't want to lose their jobs either that's true that is true but that's why they that's what keeps them in line <laughs> um Quite i think that maybe it might be yeah the gray area i think in the personal might be might come from um sort of i guess i guess maybe people are more reckless <laughs> in that in that way but i feel like people are more i centric when when they're in a relationship which you shouldn't be it should be we centric but a lot of times people get stuck in a selfish headspace and they aren't considering the other person and maybe what their motivations or or what they're doing i think i think a lot of people will get confused about what a relationship is, that it is work. We've said this before, mm -hmm. that it is work. It's continual work. It's continual interaction. It's continuing uh, sharing what works and what doesn't work. And when somebody doesn't share, you know, that's where oftentimes, even in work environments, when somebody doesn't share, like we, we had another business quite a while ago and the corporate office wasn't sharing with us what's going on but you know something's going on something's not quite right and so when they finally do share somewhere in you you know something is not right but it always feels like the rug got pulled mm -hmm. right because we 
didn't follow our instincts, we didn't ask questions, we didn't get into the red flags, we just kind of let it go, which means we played a part into letting it Absolutely. go. Mm-hmm. By not um, digging in there <clears throat> and really trusting our instincts versus the other, uh, letting the other one be in charge. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it's letting the other one be in charge as much as it is. Um, uh, it, I mean, <laughs> actually, it could be lazy because I didn't want to upset the trend. Yeah. Right. yeah or yeah i didn't want to set the norm or i um i just I'm, i don't want their i know i just want things to keep going or i'm not even paying or attention want to be right yeah i wanted to be wrong which is an odd thing to there, there's an that's what so this brings me uh, uh leticia walker said i've i've said uh i've always said to win a fight or disagreement was not to speak first but i i think we shouldn't approach it from a win or lose situation because i think uh, no matter what everybody should feel like winners walking out of because because it's a discussion it's about brainstorming solutions together right um at least when you get to that point <laughs> well i think if we and put it in terms of winning that means somebody can feel like they're I, I losing know. right like it's not about anybody it's losing or winning. winning or losing it's about making <clears throat> a connection that's long lasting and beneficial to both of us right mm-hmm I think a really good way to put it would be to have a winning conversation. So, say that again. Entirety. I think a better way to put it would be to have to, to aspire to have a winning conversation rather than well, and and that the conversation that comes from yeah, rather than have it be an argument, have it be a conversation. And um, I agree completely. And I think that that comes from uh, Ernest Washington says compromising or uh, compromise solutions. And that's that's where that like not having um, not having an expectation really comes into play. There is I'm not going to go into this expecting to win. I'm not going to go into this expecting to lose. Now there's a difference though. I want to I want to um, um, in in Letizia's defense there is a difference between negotiating and having an argument or discussion. I mean that 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 there is a difference. Now in maybe in a negotiation kind of situation you it would definitely stand for you to to not speak or hold your but i in i think that's that there's a, there's a whole different kind of um element at play there um it's interesting enough i use a lot of those terms when i am working with a couple negotiation and, and that's the first choice versus compromise in my in my concept because mm-hmm. compromise typically as we were talking about winning losing somebody has to give up something for the other one to attain something so i don't want to compromise and negotiate so that we're working in an equal ground and movement that's mm-hmm. going to be beneficial be beneficial to both that's huge too is that equal thing like we we I think a lot, again, a lot of times arguments come from us being stuck in an I state, us being stuck in a state of I this, I'm not getting this, I'm hurt, I am I, 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 and it's about maneuvering from the I back to the we, right? Um, and a lot of times in order to do that, you have to understand and empathize and and learn from your partner, ask, and that's where asking questions comes in in these, in these situations and, and trying to understand the motivations of the other person. Um, Which is what I mentioned last week and probably lots of other times that John Gottman's being open to the influence of your partner means you're open to hearing and adjusting as well. Yeah. Um, 
Anthony says, what if there is a clear, uh, there is a clear winner, loser, right or wrong? How do I win or lose gracefully, gracefully or admit I was clearly in the wrong about something? Humble, what's humble to you? What's the intent of having to be the winner or loser of something? It's just, you know, I've changed my mind. That's not how I see it anymore. Or I was confused or it's getting, I'm sorry. I don't even know why I'm starting to get emotional, but <laughs> it's, about, it's about being flexible, even in your own nature. And we're not taught necessarily to be flexible. We're taught to be more rigid in a relationship and fight for what, you know, what's our, and that's not, that's not what it is. It's about understanding someone can change their, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> and just finding that humble peace mm -hmm. in yourself. Well, and that's, um, uh, that, that, uh, well, being, I mean, being, that's huge. Being humble, I think is, is, is critical and being, that's where that understanding the other person comes in and, and being able to do so. And, um, and then I, I, I just being honest, honestly, just being honest with how you feel and, and, I think sometimes partners sometimes feel like I'm the one that's always going to cave. I'm always making these, but that's somebody typically who is stuck in their, unless it's true. That's the I state though. That's yeah. us being, that's being stuck in the I space mm -hmm. where I need this. I want this. I require this. And that's, that's coming from fear. That's, that's a, I'm afraid that I'm not going to get what I want. I'm afraid that I will be walked all over again. I'm afraid that, and that comes from setting clear boundaries from the start, I think with yourself, which is, which is really, really well, big. That is good for yourself and understanding who you are, what you want, what your needs are how you can express that I has to be a part of that the we uh -huh. comes when we have to figure out how that uh, mold is supposed to fit together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um Jerome what are your thoughts I uh, just honestly agree 100% with what you are saying it's uh, it takes I think also a pinch of vulnerability to uh, combined with Humble. Your volume's going in and out there again. No, I don't know why. Jerome, no. that, guys. <laughs> um, Are we good? Yeah, you're better now. You're better now. Uh -huh. Okay, okay. Let me get closer. You just um, gotta get, oh yeah, get up on okay, your mic. Cool. <laughs> so, I just mentioned, I think it takes a bit of vulnerability and uh, mixed with uh, the ability to be humble, again, as you guys are mentioning, um, to really to state that, yeah, you know, I was wrong. Um, it isn't always the most comfortable place to be. Uh, you definitely have to do a bit of relinquishing of the ego. Um, all, again, um, understanding what the intent of the conclusion of this conversation is. Um, it's ultimately to be right, and you know you're wrong. Um, I think you've got to do a little bit of uh, soul searching as to what the reasoning is for that. I don't think it's fair to say right or wrong. Yes, you're right. I really don't. I don't think it's fair because I think that we are all human. We all it's it's we're learning. Yeah. Right. And that's approaching it as if I was wronged or you wronged me is not the right way to approach it. It's that it, the question really is, is is when you're going into to the situation to speak with someone is you are either committed to preserving um, the relationship or committed to to not 
pretty much. And so I think it's about communication, really, and discussion and understanding and, and going, this is a place for us to learn from one another and be better out of this, right? So yeah, ultimately, I think a winning conversation is comprised of um, gaining and giving perspective. I think that is what ultimately leads to what I would consider a winning conversation. Um, again, this whole right and wrong thing, that's I hate it. Like, that's pretty much <laughs> like, just like what we, there is no black and white. And, you know, there's always in between. There's always uh, alternate because options there. It's, it's unfair for us to say that somebody's right or somebody's wrong in that situation because it's disregarding the other person's experience entirely when you do that. Um, it is just saying, I, I'm right. Then that, at that point, that dis, that sort of just throws the other person's experience out the window. And the reality is everything in a relationship takes two people. Um, so there's 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 a role played regardless, um, and and I think that's a big part of it is being able to go okay, I I played a role too, you know, and that 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 comes from that humble place as well. But it's also each of us have our own perspective. It's the concept of the balloon: one side's blue, the other side's red. <clears throat> I use this little art art thing sometimes when I'm working with a couple. <clears throat> and I, it's a, it's a number, and I go, well, what number do you see? Well, what number do you see? Well, who's right? Who's wrong? Mm -hmm. And the, you can't have a right or wrong. It's, it's the perspective of the individual looking at the situation, which is where growth can become really exciting if you allow it, because you, as an individual, I, as an individual, cannot see everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I cannot be in every perspective. I do not know anything or everything. I can, even on a subject that I'm familiar with, any person cannot know it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Teenagers, maybe. But well, that's the big part of that is that communication is, is us talking through what's going on because I think sometimes the that that I and that fear state comes from a disconnect in communication and somebody feeling like things aren't quite you know like you said right or going or, or something and then not getting the reciprocated talk and then so then somebody ends up getting hurt in sort of a silly situation a lot of times um, uh, and, and the legwork is really to be able to have an open an open pathway of communication between between people um, it's same, I mean, it's the same in business too. You want, I, in, in business, I, I've told ev everybody I work with over communicate. I would rather you tell me everything because I can't know. My dad is a great, he I, I'm always doing this with my dad. Um, the way he explains it is though, if, if I was doing it, having a deal with somebody, right. Um, and before that deal went through, I want to know every single detail of that business. And if you don't tell me, if you withhold that from me, how do you expect me to make a, a, a deal that is, is viable when I'm not playing with the truth, the whole picture to begin with? I can't make a, a, a logical decision when I don't know the full picture. And so that's the, that conversation and that communication is very important. Um, uh, it's why they do audits before business. It's why you get your house appraised before, because you, um, because they have to know the whole picture before um, you can move forward, right? Um, I'm gonna pull up my little list of fair fighting techniques really quick. <laughs> um, uh, I also, I'm one of the ones that I liked in this too, we can go through the, the pretty standard, the ones I think we all know, which is don't name call, don't, um, uh, don't, 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 I think a good tool is to set a time limit 
to set a uh, or set a time to and a place and a time limit so that you can go about life and life can keep going and you go okay we'll talk about this later it'll be fine you know and then we know and we're not going to let it draw out for longer than 30 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is and you can come back to it again right if you need to but you just don't want to beat each other up for some so extended amount of time is to think back about your experiences when you start out having conversations when does it start to go as i call it south back that up and if it's we can only survive three minutes then you have a three minute conversation right set the timer for three minutes and as you discuss every day for three minutes as you become more successful at remaining at the balance or calm or uh, a place where you don't feel like you're getting to extremes then you increase that time frame then you can have a longer conversation there's many many times a couple said three minutes and they experimented and they were able to do three minutes. Then they did 10 minutes and that worked out fine. Some went to 30 minutes, it was too much, too fast, too soon. So you have to watch yourself, how you're interacting, what your attention span is, your resilience in that moment and learn to work with it. Well, and that's, that's that being self-aware of your emotional state is huge and being able to that red light, green light, that, that first symptom of that physical symptom of your body shifting because it happens a, our body chemistry switches when we start to get upset and emotional we are flooded with hormones um, and that's often why we can react in ways that we aren't proud of later or we feel like we have out-of-body experiences or things of that nature it's because we are reacting from a very emotional state and and you cannot take the things now mind you we should all be behave like adults <laughs> and not be be calling people names but if somebody's upset like that it's not about you at the end of the day it's about them um most of the time i mean it is it's always about them um so don't take it personal um and that's maybe where some of the empathy can come in is going okay something's really going on with them for them to be that upset maybe maybe they you know need to talk or maybe something along those lines it might be a, it's it's a big indicator that something's going on with that person <laughs> the way that you're describing it sounds like it's a not a normal behavior but mm -hmm. there's some couples where they go to zero to 60 it doesn't take much and it's offense so like you left the top off the toothpaste <laughs> coping mechanisms have to be worked on in that individual, not in the individual is rarely happy that they blew up like that, which mm -hmm. they have to work on their coping mechanisms. I'm not saying I will work on it. That's them recognizing that piece. What's a coping mechanism, guys? What do you think is coping? Well, it depends. I mean, are we talking about healthy or unhealthy? <laughs> yeah. <let's pick> <laughs> Because you know you can use all kinds of things as coping mechanisms. <laughs> do right, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, like we said, writing, read, meditating, uh, taking a moment to working out, doing these kind of things, talking to friends, using your support system. For me, that is critical. Like I, I um, often have trouble asking for help. I have often have trouble admitting weakness, um, and I. Um, so it's sometimes very hard for me to reach out to my support system because I just, I'm not good at it. I want to be, I want to be perfect all the time, damn it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so 
I've learned, especially the older I've gotten, that it is so important. I cannot do it alone. And I do need to have somebody to talk to and to talk it through with. And uh, I need to tap into my support system. They bring me sanity and other perspectives as well. Because um, sometimes I, you know, you get so stuck in this myopia that seeing the whole picture can be a whole thing. Uh, it can be quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even realize we're acting like assholes. <laughs> it's really scary sometimes you can go down that tunnel and not realize that you've been there for a period of time until you've gotten that perspective that you're speaking about. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have that aha moment. And you're like, wow, that was me. Wow. That was really where I was coming from on that, you know, particular subject matter. And now I need to change that, or I want to change that. So if you're feeling overly righteous or overly justified in your actions, that's a good indication to take a look at things. Because frankly, there's lots of different sides to a particular situation. And if you are in mind, I'm saying overly, overly righteous, overly, I forgot what the other word is now, all of a sudden. Overly angry, overly, overly anything, really. If once you've reached the, the field of over, <laughs> um, you probably should take a step back because even it is an indicator. I think even over, over excitement can be, um, I mean, the, there's, I had somebody I was uh, in a class with a while back and basically he said that you can choose if you resonate all the way up here when you're excited, you're going to resonate all the way down here when you're down. So the idea is to bring the levels a little more neutral <laughs> um, so that that way the peaks and valleys aren't so drastic and dramatic. Um, Leticia Walker says trust is huge too. Lisa mentioned a business relationship that she had a gut feeling, but to keep the peace and didn't ask. So to trust anything they had to say after that would um, would have to have a level of faith. Trusting they had your best interest is huge. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. Really, that's what a relationship is. Is is I trust that that you have my best interest at heart. I trust that you have my back even when I'm not present, right? Mm-hmm. That's important. That's integrity as well. That's integrity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's true of all. I mean, I, I feel that, but maybe this is me being too rigid that in, in any relationship, but I, I, I have an expectation that anybody I care about and love has my back when I'm not present and they will talk to me if there is an issue and they will they will talk talk to me through it and we'll get through it and talk to, like adults together um but we also are still human at the end of the day yes that's true and absolutely day, right? and that's where forgiveness comes in and that's where understanding comes in and that's where that I do this too on occasion I can't pretend I don't because we all do everything <laughs> um so um yeah, absolutely. That 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 humble and forgiveness, those are really key. Um, it's, it's also, as Krisha was saying, it's the trust. The trust is knowing that 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 person loves you and supports you and wants the best for you as much as they do for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, does it have to be as much as? I don't know. I don't know what the formula is. It's I don't know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's just I think yeah. Yeah, I, I would say just know that they do. Um, and I think it's okay if somebody loves themselves more. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but but just as long as you love me enough and love me equal, love me, you know. Um, I, I would say I guess the word is just love, right? It's just love, right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need right. measurement. It doesn't have to be a. We don't have to put it in a, a measuring glass. 
Right. Um, you, you only gave me two ounces of love today. Yeah. I was prescribed a full eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, you, do, you gotta have to take a certain amount of risk, right? I mean, we were speaking about this kind of sort of in the last slide. But Jerome, your volume again is. Oh, I'm so you sorry. Get guys. On it. Just... I'm so sorry. <laughs> we're gonna have to get you a new microphone. <laughs> but can you hear me now? for six uh -huh. days in okay. classes. So it's, it, microphone's yeah. tired of hearing about you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just mentioning, ultimately, I mean, there's a level of risk that you have to take. Um, not everything is going to, especially when it comes to relationships, it's not going to go the way you expect it to, considering it's a, it's a two-person type deal. Mm -hmm. um, and Stay close to your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> like we were mentioning kind of a bit uh, last week, you know, it's sometimes you just got to be willing to stick your head in there. Risk, you have to risk, but you have to trust yourself in that that's, risk. That's being in, in that gut space. Like, oh, and trusting, yeah, trusting yourself is huge. I know that. Um, we are, we're, we're, well, we've still got some time. So, but I want to quickly mention um, when you're starting to get through it, you know, you're brainstorming solutions. That's a, a that's a critical is, is that you've got to be open and willing to hear the other person's solutions out and not just have your I want it to be this way at the end you know I uh, I want this I want that it has to be a um, open discussion right um, what is a possible solution for you okay I can live with that or I can't I, how about if we adjust it here how about if we and that's that having that communication and that's where the negotiating negotiating really comes in well and it, and then the commitment meaning people will agree on something and then be in a good spot and forget all about it. So you now, is it forgetting? Is that's my question? Is it forgetting? I mean, that's I'm genuinely, or is it changing their mind? Because I I know that you depends. You should leave some space for that to happen, that flex to happen. Where you know what, somebody might change their mind a little bit. Somebody might withdraw a little bit. Somebody might pivot, or and you have to be um, willing to to accept that and then have another discussion about it, right? So the idea, if you agree upon something, you follow through with it, mm -hmm. you have another discussion and you go, here's where my take is on this, mm -hmm. here's my adjustment, unless it totally goes against who you are, which one, it shouldn't have been the agreement in the first place, right? So yeah. if you're making, see, the that's, the, that's kind of the thing with commitment, and I think what a lot of people miss is commitment is to get it done. <laughs> what you've agreed to, what you've set up. Mm -hmm. So if you honestly forgot, then know yourself about that and write it down. Or what is your way to remember better? So is there, and that's, and it also comes in, okay, so if I'm in, on the other side and I'm setting a boundary or I'm, I'm, I set a boundary for myself, okay, if, if I understand if you forgot, what's the solution? And that's where that discussion comes in again. And it's that understanding. And it's being able to talk that through. It's not um, the moment that happens going, going, you know, you uh, forgot on purpose, I hate you. <laughs> another really important piece to that is you've got to practice it before you're getting into a moment that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're not practicing it, you're not building that memory. So how do you practice? Like we're doing right now, have a conversation. You know, we talked about yesterday. Mm -hmm. Check-in about our communication style. I wanna acknowledge that I'm recognizing that I wanna continue that process. I, I think 
enjoyed how we, right? So it's being humble and sharing what's going on. That word is very important to uh, acknowledge, right? Acknowledge, acknowledge that we talked about love languages last week and filling up somebody else's cup or what have you with their language. And um, it's important to take that moment to acknowledge the efforts of the other person. It may not be um, to the degree that you uh, had expected or hoped or what have you, but if they're making progress, right, if they're taking the baby steps, it's important to acknowledge that on some level, don't you think? Um, Absolutely. I think that gives you, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, check your mic again there, Jerome. I think progress is another discussion, you know, I might not progress as much as you are hopeful that I am going to progress. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to put the effort in. I'm going to acknowledge it with you and let's pick this up again tomorrow and have another conversation. Let's do our three minute conversation tomorrow. And I'll share with you where I am with it. I love that three minute conversation. I mean, it does seem like a short amount of time, but it can also be a very long amount of time. It can be, I have had some painful 30 seconds in my life. (laughs) Productive intentional goes a long way versus unproductive and just shut the other person up because I don't want to hear anymore. Well, and that's stonewalling, right? That is the, um, that's when you're not being sincere, you're not open. And that's a big thing is coming into the space with a willingness, a willingness is, that is giant. Um, the moment the other party is not willing to participate, they aren't willing to to work as a team anymore at that point. They're just- well, Maybe just in that moment. In that moment, in the moment, I'm not saying forever, and forever but, but in that moment, they're in that I space um, and that, that I'm thinking about me. Um, and what my needs are, which is not, you can think about that, but you have to, at some point, open yourself up to the concept of another human being. Yeah, which I wonder how all of this time with COVID were separated. A lot of people are single. Mm. I wonder how, um, I wonder how that's going to impact them because they are an I. If you're single, you are an I. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so we will find out. <laughs> I mean, it's already fine. I mean, one of the things is they've already, the, the, I mean, I, I, to bring it down, the suicide rates are insane at the moment. Um, and this was, it's the paradox of COVID. It's, uh, it was written about when this thing hit and they, they put us into isolation. There, uh, people were predicting this left and right. And um, that while we're saving our lives on one end, on the other end, we are going to be killing a lot of people. So, I mean, with that being said, we're not killing them. They, they I mean, it's their choice. Everybody's, uh, so um, but maybe in a different situation, they wouldn't have. Reach out, reach out, reach out and connect, reach out. Well, and that's that, that be, take a moment to check in with people that you care about and, and take a moment that you care. Yeah. To tell people that you care. And that's that last week we talked about that, that love you know, spread the love. Because <laughs> so you never know who needs to feel it. You never know um, in that moment. Not everybody's capable of, uh, of asking for, for, for that kind of reassurance. Um, Sometimes there's that fear of, well, well, I get the answer that they really don't love me. Here's the, here's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So stay, avoid at all costs. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, but then again, I, I think though that there's, there's that's a pitfall there though, because that's loving with expectation, right? Mm-hmm. That's saying, I will only love you if you love me. And I, that's not exactly fair, right? 
um, I think that it's okay to, to extend love um, with the expert. I mean, as long as you have boundaries, as long as you have healthy boundaries in that process. Yeah. You guys hear me? Yes, kind okay, of cool. right now, okay. right now. All right, I was gonna say, I mean- Oh, was so much better. Okay, perfect. I unplugged and plugged back in, okay. Uh, <laughs> that goes a long way. I mean, even if it's not coming right back towards you, uh, expressing love, that could be something that goes, uh, say you're giving it to someone uh, who you do love. Uh, they, uh, I, it, I'm to the belief that that will, again, I believe in energy very much. So I think that'll get passed along one way or another. Maybe they uh, were incapable of really uh, going ahead and expressing love for themselves at that moment. But since you went ahead and started that chain reaction, like, you know what? I feel really good today. Uh, so-and-so just said that they love me or, you know, they really liked what I did today or they really enjoyed this about me. Um, I think that goes a long way as far as, again, starting that chain reaction. I think it goes, it can go uh, in different directions that you may not even be aware of. And that can be true with beyond just spreading the love, like do it with understanding, do it with, with, um, you know, being calm, do it with patience, do it with, you can start that chain reaction of emotional chain reaction with any, uh, anything. I, I'm going to be patient with people. I'm going to practice radical patience today. <laughs> and then tomorrow I'm going to practice. Um, what does know, that look like? What does radical patience look like? Um, quiet. <laughs> Yeah. And understanding you, you have to be hugely empathetic, I think, to be patient. I really do. Because impatience comes from a selfish place most of the time. Right? I think so. Um, which is terrible because I have patience tattooed on my thumb <laughs> as a reminder. <laughs> um, so that's one of my things is sometimes I, I, I uh, can be selfish without even realizing I'm being selfish. And then I later realize that, oh my gosh, I've been completely selfish. And, um, and then I get mad at myself because I don't want to be, <laughs> but that's not to say that being selfish is always negative. There is, there's a book. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it is based on, on the good, the goodness of selfishness. <laughs> um, and then I have a theory that you can't really ever be unselfish. So, um, it's not even possible. Well, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care yeah, of yourself. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Let's, so we're, we've been fighting, we're getting through, we're coming out the other side. Um, what are some, one of the things I was reading is good to make physical contact, to uh, do a handshake, to give a hug, to um, hold hands, to, to do something like that, because us as human beings respond to that kind of thing. So taking a moment to go give that hug, give that whatever, that moment of reinsurance can be really important and really impactful in um, healing. Yeah. Uh, and say, please forgive me. Mm -hmm. Please forgive me. It can be. I think that's a love language that not everyone is res can reciprocate the same way. They may not be ready yet to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then that's that comes in with the allow time. Allow time. You might have gotten through it. You might have talked through it. You might guys might have come to a solution, but that doesn't mean that somebody still might not be a little bruised, a little um, uh, upset or broken or any of these things. So have some compassion and, and patience and understanding after as well just understand and, that and that's where a lot of the times we can check in with one another you know back to that everyday three minute conversation you know i'm, I'm noticing um some distance here and i wanted to check in with you how are you feeling i know that we talked about this and this and if we use that word bruising this was bruising to you 
Mm -hmm. How are you feeling right now? Um, uh, Letitia says, or excitement. So uh, show some excitement about the the new the steps you guys have come, the agreement you've come to, this, the next steps. Um, be like, that's that reassurance. Like, I'm so. We got through this. We're doing this. I'm really grateful that we've been there. So it's the gratefulness, the appreciation. The appreciation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are all amazing words we're using. Uh, grateful, uh, humble, appreciative, um, uh, communication, understanding, empathy. I mean, these are on the spectrum of the um, uh, life is good, <laughs> which is where we want to be, right? We want to be in that happy space, that good space, that, that loving, empathetic, understanding space. But I think a lot of times we forget it takes work sometimes to be there. It does, it's not something that always comes naturally and easy and to expect it to be is unrealistic. And it's holding um, yourself and others to a, a standard that is, is not real life, right? I watched this movie. I don't remember the name of it. It's a newer movie. It's a, or, or maybe it's a series. Anyway, it's these robots raising a human child on a deserted planet, doing everything right, everything perfect. And still it's imperfect. <laughs> so it's, there's a human. <laughs> you know, so we're not robots, one, two. We have psychology based on how we were raised, what choices we've made in life. Learn to work with it. Learn to grow through it. And share with your partner what, or your business partner or your person that you go to or that radical honesty but with kindness and candor. And if you don't think business partnership is not a marriage, you're crazy. I mean, that, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's, I mean, think about it. We spend, we spend one third of our life sleeping uh, at the minimum of another third, if not half or more working. So that's a big deal. That's a lot of time. That is a lot of uh, time to, to be working with somebody. And if you think the business people don't butt heads, um, uh, they absolutely do. <laughs> um, but then the, the good ones will get through it, just like in, in a personal relationship or a friendship. Um, when you have the choice to persevere, that resilience can build as long as you have that commitment. Piece. And that's that's where that this this misnomer that couples shouldn't fight should be thrown out the window. I mean, it's they should I mean, they shouldn't fight, let's say, but they but when that moment you have you hit that thing and you come to a screeching halt, you work through it, but that makes a stronger foundation because you've you've worked through that. So we don't have to work through that again. Or you, and then it makes a st stronger foundation, a stronger foundation. And all of that equips you to handle other things in life and uh, with one another. I mean, you've been married for 30 years, Lisa. I'm sure that you and and how, uh, Harold could handle anything, could handle anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes not at the moment, <laughs> but the, the thing that, you know, we still get mad. Mm -hmm. We get more irritated than mad. We probably have once a year, maybe two times a year at the most where we're mad. Mm -hmm. But the irritation, we have the ability um, to come back and have a conversation. You know, here's what I was trying to do. Here's what I was thinking. Or I didn't like this. This is not, you know, I'm while I'm still maybe irritated or angry, the ability to come back and go, have a discussion, have an unfolding, and maybe take it in steps. That's where I think becomes important. Is that I don't want to beat him up with my anger, although I'm irritated about something. 
and it needs to be addressed. Yeah. Well, and I mean, those emotions are negative emotions. Let's say they are, they do serve a purpose. They do. It's not something that they, they do exist for a reason. And that's for us to indicate that we indicate a need for growth change um if we all were in positive space all the time we wouldn't have we would just stay we would stay put um uh it's the uncomfortable moments that get us into action a lot of times um and and instigate change in life uh we are almost done next week i have no clue what we're doing but it is something relationship related <laughs> um and then I, what's exciting is the following month uh, March, what Jerome and I are going to be doing our challenge starting the third, which I don't even know what day that is, but we're going to be, uh, we should start, we're going to start putting stuff out about that. We're going to be doing a lot of how to's during that time. Um, and I just want to say anybody out there that's fighting with anybody, take a moment, breathe, empathize, and, uh, and go into it with an open heart <laughs> if you can. Um, uh, and don't be afraid to apologize. Uh, if you, I mean, if you're wrong, you're, if you're, there's no such thing as wrong or right. <laughs> what do you look like? But there is, I, I, I messed up here, you know, that, that, and that is, there's something you, you have to be able to admit that, right? Because I'm just saying, I'm sorry. That's not, that doesn't work either. Right. That's that placation. Uh-uh. Genuine, being genuine as with all things, be genuine. I'm really sorry. This is upsetting you. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, your own last thoughts <laughs> now that you fixed your microphone <laughs> yeah, you got making sure we're good now yes you're great okay, cool. um, relationships i mean I, when it comes to relationships uh, i think there's there's always going to be a, that element of fighting uh, because we all grow right individually as people so um, there's going to be things that change within us that may be polar to what someone else is uh, used to. So I think just understanding that that is a, a natural part of a relationship. Again, fighting, uh, for lack of a better term, compromise, I think may be better. Um, that's, that's inevitable, it's gonna happen. Um, as again, as you grow and as your relationship grows, there are gonna be things that shift and change. And I think just, again, going into it with an open heart, um, being mindful of your words and being, uh, intentional with, with your statements when it comes to I think pick your battles is important too. pick your battles and I mean I mean pick no don't I mean the top is off the toothpaste maybe we let that slide exactly, exactly. um uh, when the toilet seats up I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it <laughs> the, the, the idea I think that you're trying to say is if it's not at the end of the day really going to affect you yeah if what's more important. important yeah what's more at important at the end of the day it's going to affect you that's a reason to have a conversation mm -hmm. you yeah. know there's some days that we that i am more sensitive than other days this would not have bothered me yesterday but today it bothers me maybe i wait till tomorrow to have a conversation and that's that asking yourself why you're upset taking that moment that beat to go okay i need to be self-aware before i proceed um that's a big one. That's huge. Like that can change your entire life. Uh, and every situation is, is that taking a beat and, and, and checking in and being self-aware before proceeding that can make life a lot easier, uh, if you do that. So, um, okay, we're done. Thank you guys for watching out there. Um, and thank you to anybody who watches from here forward. Make sure you comment, share, like this is certified life coach Institute and we train and certify life coaches. Mardi Gras. In three Happy days. Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras.
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.